All right, let's um, let's get into that's great. Let's get into uh, this word today. Welcome to our Wednesday midweek service. Uh, we're gonna open up a new message today. We're gonna talk about evolving purpose. Evolving purpose. Let's get into the word, and then we'll see what God has for us today. Let's go to Romans chapter five. Romans chapter five. We're going to start here at verse 3. Huh? Let's start at verse 1. It says, therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into his grace, wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Verse 3, it says, not only so, but we glory, look at this, in tribulations, right? We glory in tribulations also, knowing that tribulation worketh patience. So there's some things that we're, we're going through where we're being tested, but it actually works patience. And it says, in patience, experience, and experience hope. Right, and a hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. So you see a progression here that that even in our uh, our process of life, uh, we're going to experience some tribulation, which is trouble. Uh, that trouble is going to facilitate us having some patience. That trouble is going to forge out patience or we could say endurance. So the tribulation is going to work out some endurance. That endurance is going to pull something else out of us that we're going to need. It's called experience or character. And then, of course, that character puts us in the pocket of hope, which is an intense expectancy. So we may not start out in this life expecting. We may second-guess ourselves. We, we may think it'll happen for them, but it won't happen for me. But if we pass this test of tribulation and it crosses us into having to be able to endure, because endurance is big, you know, because we have to get beyond some things. We can't get stuck in anything. We have to get beyond some things. And if we can get through this endurance and cross over into uh, uh, past the endurance test, it forges character. Now, now we have the foundation to be expecting some things because we have the character to be able to handle some things. All right, so that's Romans 5, 3 through 5. And then let's go over here to Hebrews 10. Hebrews chapter 10. We're going to lock in on verse 36, but I guess I'll start out uh, by reading verse 35. It says, cast not away, therefore, your confidence, which has great recompense of reward. Verse 36, it says, for you have need of patience. Now, remember, we already talked about patience is forged through tribulation. So, you know how we say, you know, you know <laughs> we, we, <laughs> as we grow, we go, you know, I just need more patience, man, you know. I said, what you praying about, man? I'm just praying about more patience, man. I just have the more patience. And my wife says, you know, so a lot of times you'll be in a situation where you have to wait. But, but, but I want to say this, because people don't think about it. When you really are trying to work out patience, look for some tribulation. Tribulation is what, what's utilized to carve out that patience. Now, now, patience is not as optional as we may think. Look here, verse 36. You have need of patience. <laughs> it, says, it says, for you have need of patience that, look, after you have done the will of God, you might receive the promise. So our goal is to receive the promise or fulfill the purpose, but uh, we're going to get to that after we've done the will of God. Doing the will of God, is a, it, it takes a process. It's a process of patience. We have to go through tribulation. To forge out this patience, we have to go through, we have to patiently endure some things to forge out the experience of the character, and then we lock into expecting some of the promises. So let's go here to Galatians, the uh, Ayers Christian Center scripture, at least one of them. Romans 8, 17 is the other one. Join heirs with Christ. 
Galatians 4. You should know this scripture by heart around here. It says, uh, now, I, now I say that the heir, as long as he is a child, differeth nothing from a servant, though he be Lord of all. It says, but is under tutors and governors until the time appointed of the father. So there's a time appointed, uh, but there's, a, there's tutors and governors. There's a process to purpose or a preparation to purpose. And, and during this process of preparation, if we go back to Romans 5, we're going to go through tribulation to trouble. We're going to forge out endurance and patience, right? And then we're also going to, uh, it's going to facilitate a level of experience for us or character, which of course uh, connects us to um, it, hope, intense expectancy, right? Now all this is while we're under tutors and governors. So, so, so when we're under these, these tutors and governors or teachers and trainers, it's, it doesn't, it's not going to be comfortable. You see what I'm saying? It's not going to be comfortable. It's going to have some trouble involved. It, you know, like who wants to be patient? You know, like, you know, you, you're going to have to pace. Because, you know, think about it. When you recognize either what you can do or when you see what others may be doing or what you may even consider, well, I wouldn't mind even doing that. Uh, soon as you start to see something you want, the patience clock starts. Right? The stopwatch starts, right? So so soon as you see something you want, is the time starts uh, where you have to be patient. Now, so we're going to be going through, as we're talking about evolving purpose here, that's what our topic is. Uh, you know, we'll be talking about steps, stages, and uh, seasons. Steps, stages, and seasons. There are steps their stages and their seasons as we move towards purpose. And I get it, I get it, I get uh Now, some people are just walking around here. Um, they don't want to know nothing. They just want to freelance and whatever happens today, fine. But there are people that honestly, they want to know what their purpose is. And some people know what their purpose is. They don't want to talk about it, <laughs> you know, because they know every time they talk about it, there's a responsibility with purpose, right? So you got all different types of folks. And then you got some people who, who you know how you feel uh, good? You know, sometimes you have a good day. Uh, I don't know, you ate your Wheaties or whatever, and you just feel good. And, or maybe that week, and you really are doing something. It's a great week. Like, uh, uh, you're there for people. You're solid. You're detailed. So you're not just doing the things you like. You're handling business. You know those weeks you handle business. But see, now, when we're talking about evolving purpose, it's a sustained being, you're sustaining, you're, you're not, you're not necessarily, uh, how can I put it? You're not, you don't necessarily have to be going at a phenomenal rate of speed, but you're constantly in increments doing better and better. You don't go, you don't achieve this great height and then next week you're like nowhere near it. No, you're, you know, you're constantly making increments so, so, how it changes from the, the roller coaster ride that sometimes we, we're on, you know, sometimes we're up and down. How it changes from the roller coaster ride is you don't overwhelm or underwhelm yourself. You take the next best step from where you're at. And see, that next best step is a place that you can, you, when you can take the step and you can maximize that place in that step. Does that make sense? You can maximize that place in that step. And, and so, the next move is not backwards and is not idle. It's, it's going to be the next step. But each step you can take and you can handle, even though it may be uncomfortable, you can handle that, that step or that stage, okay? Right? But, but, and, and so now you don't have to worry about falling back because you didn't, you didn't get out ahead of God. You know, you didn't, you didn't, you didn't take a, uh, you didn't leap, you just took the step that you could take, right? Right. Now, when you start to pick up momentum, that's different. But we're not talking about momentum. Right, right now, uh, I was talking to a track coach today, so you might see this. And he was telling me, he said, man, this is different. He said, man, he said, I, you know, I got a kid. He, he, he's one of the best kids I got, and I had to let him go. He wasn't going to practice. 
And he made this statement to him. He said, so you mean we're going to practice all the time? <laughs> like, like, so he honestly was like, okay, listen, man, I don't mind practicing sometime, but not all the time. What, what is the practice? The practice are the steps. It's not the race. You don't have to go all out. And, well, you, you want to do your best in practice, but if you lose in practice, it don't cost you the medal, right? All right, so, but you're preparing to go all out. I, I watch people prepare for marathons. They don't run marathons every day. Like, was it 26.2 miles, I think? They don't run 26.2 miles a day to prepare for a marathon. They may run 10 miles a day or whatever to build up the endurance for the marathon. All right? So just keep that in mind, right? <laughs> keep that in mind. All right, so, so now a part of these uh, uh, step stages and seasons, well, well let's just, I'm supposed to give you the scripture, so let's go to Ecclesiastes 3. Ecclesiastes 3. Uh, verse 1, it says, To everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the sun. So, again, these seasons and these steps and these stages, that's universal to us all. But we all don't have the same timing. But we all will participate in seasons together. We may not be participating in purpose time together. Because everybody's purpose time is not the same, right? Does that make sense? Right, so, so to everything there's a season. So to everything there's steps. To everything there's stages. To everything there's process. To, to everything there's tutors and governors, right? We're not getting around that like, you know, when you go to college. To everybody there's electives. To everybody. But everybody don't have the same major. And no matter what our major is, there's a place in college we all going to hang out, and that's our electives, right? That's a place where we all, like, we may can't talk about the same. If my major was math and your, your, your major was, well, I don't want to use biology because you have to use math, but I don't know, your major was pick something, English or something. We may not take all the same purpose classes, but we're taking all the electives. And so what happens is we have to master the electives as, as, as not considerations, these are the things that's going to forge. We talked about Romans 5, what? These are, th this is the time when we're going to be working through trouble. Because think about it, electives, you take electives in college, you don't like these classes? Or we had to take, uh, I forgot what the D2 was, but we had to read Macbeth, uh, the Canterbury Tales, we had to memorize the Canterbury Tales. Man, I don't care about all that. Like, I, I mean, I, I don't care about that now. But what I'm saying is, so, so I had to work through some stuff. I had to struggle through some of these classes because there was nothing attractive. I didn't have to struggle through math. I like math. It was, that was, it, as a matter of fact, it, it, was, it was stimulating. It was like, ooh, 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 that's the answer. Ooh, that's the answer. But Macbeth, man, I, I'm not in college now. I can't get in trouble. Man, I read the, uh, what's the, the cleft nose thing, I read the cleft nose. I never read the whole story, to be honest. To this day, I never read the whole story. Yeah, I know, because it just wasn't interesting. All right, so, 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 ooh, so like in our life sometimes, the, the uh, process may not be interesting. You know what I'm saying? When we're going through the tutors and governors, it may not be as exciting, right? As when you're doing what you want to do when you get into the purpose. But if you skip the process, it, it, it weakens the purpose. Like you may even get into what you want to do, but since you don't have, you didn't forge out through the, the tribulation endurance and character, then you, you, your, 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 your purpose doesn't operate with the same thrust or weight on it. Does that make sense? Right, so that's why you want to embrace uh, these different stages. So one of the things that we're going to go through is we're going to go through wilderness. And, you know, we went through this in the wilderness teaching, so I'm not going to go through the entire teaching. But a part of the step stages and seasons of purpose is wilderness. 
is wilderness. So, so look at this for a second. I said, I'm, I'm, I'm going to show you what's, what's happening. So wilderness is that beginning stage is when everything starts. But God gives us something before we're in the wilderness stage. And Romans 12, let's look at Romans 12. Again, we're talking about evolving purpose. We're talking about evolving purpose and we're getting into uh, we talked about in Romans 5 how you go, you know, you go through tribulation, tribulation works patience, patience works experience, and then experience hope. But then we got into you have need of patience. After you've done the will of God, you might receive the promise or operate in the purpose. So, so, so it's, it's an evolving purpose. And then the scripture says you're on the tutors and governors until the appointed time of the Father. But look here, Romans 12. Because remember I said how we all... We all have the same electives or the foundation or the tutors and governors, but we may not all have the customized, same customized purpose. But Romans 12, 3, it says, For I say uh, through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you, not to think uh, of himself more highly than he ought to think, but think, uh, to think soberly according as God has dealt to every man the measure, uh, the measure of faith. So when you step into the wilderness, you're stepping into the wilderness, but not empty-handed. You're stepping into the wilderness stage as we're evolving towards purpose with a measure of faith. Now, through this wilderness process, you're going to have an opportunity to use it. Remember when Jesus sent the disciples out without script? You know, he sent them out, but, but they actually did have something. They had a measure of faith, right? So he put them in a situation where they could, they could realize some things. Just like when we go through trouble and tribulation, we, we, it, it pulls out endurance. So you know what you can do. You know, so, so, so I go out, I work out, I run and do certain things, but I know what I can do because I've gone through a certain process, right? And then when that character starts to solidify in you, man, you handle everything great. You, you even handle success great. See, some people look at success as relax. <laughs> but actual, the, the actual way to look at success is it's just begun. Well, people don't look at that. Like, let's say you're believing for something. When you finally get what you're believing for, that's when it begins. But a lot of people think when they get what they're believing for, that's when it ends. That's why people look back and go, man, I was in a great position to now forge myself forward to purpose. But instead of looking at God creating an opportunity to free you up for purpose, people think it's an opportunity to chill, right? And so, 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 roller coaster ride again, right? Ed? You know, so, so for a season, everything is looking good, but then the season gets worn out because when you don't have weight is the best time to build strength. Right, it's the best time. Listen, there's times when you work out, you don't feel like it. Oh my, it's excruciating. But then there's times when you, you, you're feeling good, you're having a good day. That's even a better workout. You're gonna do more. You're gonna get stronger, right? So just just think about that for a second, because here we're talking about wilderness. You you walked in the wilderness with a measure of faith, and let's go to Deuteronomy eight. This is our wilderness scripture. Scripture I've I've, I've attempted to etch in my son's heart. All right, so Deuteronomy 8, 2, it says, Thou shalt remember all the way which the Lord thy God led thee these 40 years, what? In the wilderness. Now he's breaking down the purpose of this wilderness. Number one, he says to humble thee. Number two, to prove thee, to test thee. Remember, we just talked about Romans 5, the purpose of these, the, the testing, right? Work out patience and, and, and character. He says, he says to test thee, right? Oh, to humble thee, to prove thee. It says, to know what, what was in thine heart, whether thou would keep his commandments or no. So what he's saying, while you're in the wilderness, that's my gauge to see where your heart really is. That's my gauge to see when I take you to purpose, will you go to purpose to chill or go to purpose to fulfill my will? Will you go to purpose to chill or go to purpose to fulfill my will? See, during the wilderness, I can see what's in your heart. I can see what your default is. See, you're telling me once you get to wherever you want to go, your platforms, your dreams, uh, your, your, your doctor, lawyer, football, a writer, dancer, whatever, preacher, 
You're saying when I get here, I'll be. God said, no, 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 no. You're already going to, you're going to show me where you're going to be in the wilderness. That's the true test of where you're going to be. Because if you could be it in the wilderness, I know you could be it in purpose. If you can be it in the wilderness, I know you can be it in purpose. See, to know what's truly in your heart, right? So if you're going to compromise now and you're not even in purpose, what makes you think you're going to operate in my will in purpose, right? All right, so. I, so it's a proving, testing. Uh, the wilderness is a proving time, is a testing time, humbling time, and it's an awareness. It's an awareness time. So it's not a punishment. It's a great opportunity to, to uh, find out where you really are so you can uh, be prepared for where you, where you need to go. One thing about the wilderness, there's no bells and whistles in the wilderness. There's no signs and wonders originally. You know what I'm saying? Like it takes a lot of faith to pull out signs and wonders. There's no sensationalism. There's no thrills and, and frills in the wilderness. It's you and God, right? So what, the wilderness weeds out the faithless and frustrates the unfocused. So it, fee, it weeds out the faithless, those that, are, that, that have allowed that measure of faith to just be uh, uh, broken down like, like uh, Satan desires to sift you as we. But it, it, it frustrates the unfocused. If you're not unfocused, you get in the wilderness, it's going to frustrate you. Um, and it destroys the poisonous. So if there's any, any poisonous thing in your life or any poisonous person in your life, they ain't going to be able to hang with you in the wilderness. After a while, they'll be like, okay, I, <laughs> I'm done, right? And so, so this, this, this wilderness is a stage, is, is, a, is a part of this process, but then there's famine. There's, there's famine. So the so wilderness is, is, is this place of testing, but, but there's famine. Um, uh, scripture says, except the corn and wheat fall to the ground and die, it can't bring forth fruit. Uh, uh, John 12, uh, 24. Except we get rid of ourselves and bury ourselves in God. And so during a time of famine, you have no choice but to bury yourself in God and to believe for it. So you see, when they... When there was nothing to eat, it was like, okay, so yeah, we could talk all the trash we want to, but I think we need to call on God to get some, get some eat to eat. That's how they got the quail. Remember the water out of the rock. Like, okay, man, let's, let's stop playing around. We just need to call on God. So famine uh, is not a punishment, but it puts you in a position where you're, you're, there's nothing in the world to quench your thirst. You can only get it from God, right? And so, so then you move on to... Uh, um, uh, this 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 next stage and this next stage it seems like you're working for everything. It's called the you're working for everything stage, uh, and 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 this is this is that process where you gotta pull out patience, right? Right. We talked about that in Romans Romans uh, Romans five where where you know this tribulation work is patience. Well, the tri the wilderness and the famine is that tribulation, and it works out patience. But this is an this is a stage where where you're working for everything, uh, and it seems like you're doing it alone. You're working for everything, and it seems like you're doing it alone. Uh, Romans 12, chapter 1, uh, I'm not going to turn there, but we'll go there. Romans 12, well, I, well, I mentioned it says, uh, it, says uh, it tells us to present our bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is our reasonable service. So when you're in the working for everything stage, you're really giving yourself to God. You're really giving yourself to God. This is when you, you start out. You, you start, because you've gone through this, this, this wilderness and famine. Now I'm working for everything. And I, I, I've, I've experienced a leper's anointing where I, where I have salvation. I'm in a relationship with God, but I'm, but I'm working for every ounce to believe. Uh, and instead I believe for something, I mean, I, I'm, you know, I, I could be just believe, believing for biscuits today, but then I, right after that, I got to believe for something else right after that. I got to believe, but everything seems like it's a toil and it's a work, but again, it's, again, it's, it's patience it's forging out character in you. Right? So this is work for everything stage. It seems like you're doing it alone. All right. So then the next stage you cross over into is, is the get help stage. So, and that's the previous stage you were doing everything alone. In this stage, uh, uh, somebody's doing it with you. So they're helping you, right? And so that, this is when you establish experience because somebody, somebody's doing it with you. You're learning from them. They're learning from you. Uh, 
See, so, and this is where you're starting to transform. Remember, it's evolving purpose. You're starting to transform now. Romans 12, 2. Be not conformed to the world, but be, be ye transformed. So this is the stage where you're renewing your mind. See, see, we try to skip this stage where you, you, you actually need help. You got to get help. You got to learn from somebody, right? Um, we'll talk about this on Sunday, an un, uninvested uh, connection. But, but you got to, God set it up where we all need each other, right? <laughs> the scripture says, submit yourselves one to another, right? And so at this stage is, uh, this is when you start to develop the priestly anointing. Remember, the leper's anointing is that salvation anointing. That's when you first get saved. You're a Christian. A, the anointing falls on you. But the priestly anointing is the servant's anointing. See, so now I'm working with somebody. We're working together. Uh, even God's work, you know, working with you, with, uh, working with his word, uh, with signs following. So, so now I'm a part of the team. It's about the team. It's not about me. It's about the, the God team, the Christ team, the purpose team. See, so I'm evolving. So this is the get help stage, right? So you got working for everything, right? Doing it alone, get help, do somebody doing it with you. Then you got um, the, the doing it for you stage where when you cross over to this stage, it seems like, like, you, in a way, you feel like you're cheating, right? It's, it's that glory stage. It's like, remember he says uh, in, in Matthew eleven twenty eight, he says, uh, come unto ye all, that are all ye that are heavy laden. Uh, he says, I'll give you rest. Uh, take my yoke upon, upon you. Uh, let's go to Matthew because I'm quoting it wrong. So I was close, but. That's not exactly what the scripture says. I know that much. So uh, Matthew eleven twenty eight. 28, it says, uh, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly of heart. Basically, I'm, uh, I'm meek and humble, and ye shall find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So this is the stage where it's like, people are doing it for you. It feels like you're cheating, right? Right? And that's, you see, again, you're evolving into these different stages. But sometimes we want to get to the stage where we manipulate people into doing everything for us, but we're not even in purpose. So, so, so we're hustling everybody to do stuff that we can do ourselves. So we're, we're cheating, one, we're using, we, we, we're stealing a stage that we haven't evolved to, right? And we're cheating ourselves from the experience and the character, the character that we were building the other stages. So even if we get into purpose, it'll be temporary because we're not equipped to handle it, right? We don't have the experience or the character to handle it. We just, we just pushed ourselves because we're ambitious or pushed ourselves because we saw something that looked shiny that we wanted but we didn't let what we saw challenge us to go through the stages to be ready for it where it won't be something that we obtain only. It'll be something that we maintain and reproduce. It won't be something that we visit. It'll be a place that we live in, right? And so that's why we have to not cheat the process, right? The scripture tells us that uh, uh, we have to be renewed in the spirit of our mind. So we so so after it tells us to be renewed our mind, but in the spirit of our mind, that's our default. That's what we do without thinking about it. So we got to be able to embrace evolving in the purpose as a default. We have to embrace not rushing through stages as a default, not skipping steps as a default. It has to be our norm, not something that that from time to time I'm gonna I'm gonna handle this the way I'm supposed to. Right? See, because when we get to this, this doing it for yourself stage, this glory stage, man, you renew the spirit of your mind. Like, your default is character. It's experience. It's, it's, it's you get to a level and you go, okay, you, you celebrate and you enjoy that level and you, you gird yourself up to prepare for the next level. 
Because what happens is it's an evolving purpose. So you constantly go through seasons, stages, and steps at each level you go to. Like, again, we're constantly evolving into purpose, right? And as much as you think you see, the Bible says, now unto him who's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all you can ask or think, it's way beyond what you see. So that means the preparation is way beyond what you want to see. But it's what you need to see to embrace. So, and, and again, next best step from here. Like, like, what's the rush? See, because the same level of anxiousness and antsiness and frustration you have that caused you to rush, multiply that by 100 or 1,000 when you get into purpose and you're not prepared for it. Now you spend your whole time, like, hoping nobody don't find you out. What kind, why work that hard to get to something that you, you're, you're supposed to do, but you're not prepared for, only to hide? Like you can't even enjoy it. Lord knows, don't let nobody ask you no questions. Boy, you're going to snap, trip, flip, all types of stuff. Everybody in the job be like, I, I can't ask nothing. Like, nah, nah, you can't tell them nothing. They, they, hey, you know, I mean, they got the position, but they don't know a thing of what they're doing. Everybody talking about you, not to you. I mean, ain't nobody trying to get to where you're supposed to go and, and, and everybody talking about you because you hiding. Right? See, see, according to his riches and glory. According to his riches and glory. So the answer to fulfillment is in God's glory. But you ain't going to get to, you go from glory to glory, you ain't going to exchange your, your, uh, our minuscule glory for God's glory if we don't go through this step by step, right? Right? Step by step. So, so you know, it's, it's something that, uh, that the Lord has showed me some years ago that we have to find our greatness bit by bit. You know, I, I did a teaching, I don't know, it's probably six years ago. Um, but finding your greatness bit by bit. Let's look here, because I just mentioned the scripture, but let's just look at it real quick. 2 Corinthians 3. 2 Corinthians 3, verse 18. Again, we're talking about evolving purpose. Evolving purpose. And I get, you know, I, so, so I'm older, older, not old, but, and uh, no jokes. And, and, and what I realize is, like, I watch now how people 20 years, 25 years, 30 years younger than us are almost like, man, I just don't, I don't know my person. I don't know what to do, man. I'm just so frustrated. Oh, my life is over. I'm like, okay, if your life's over, <laughs> I'm in trouble. You know, I'm in trouble at 58. And, 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 but I, 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 I remember the different stages. And, and when I look, I'm like, man, if you... You don't realize, like, you have what you don't have to rush in this stage. You just have to embrace in this stage. You don't have to rush, just embrace. But you look at, see, I get it. You're looking for relief. We all, you know, you know, you know how you're young and, and you're tired of the, the bills that you caused. Uh, you're tired of the mess that you're in, that you put yourself in. You know, you're tired of the craziness that you created. Right? When I say it, I mean, because I did those things. I created all those things, and I wanted to get out of what I created. But I wanted to rush out of it. But I didn't rush into it. <laughs> you know, it just, it just, over a period of time, I just kept doing dumb stuff and then try to fix that, do something else dumb, then try to fix that, do something dumb, then do something else dumb, try to fix that, then try to hide that and cover that, then try to excuse that and come up with something. Like, so what I did was I just, I just created delay for purpose. I, I, I built the hurdles, right? And then I was, then, 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 and I was frustrated when I saw them. Like, okay, what's this right here? The hurdle you built. <laughs> okay, okay, but that right there, you, you built that too. And then, right, you built that too. And then you're like, well, I don't understand why I got to go through all these hurdles. Then why you build them? Right? And so, so, so we got to dial it back and just say, hey, I built the hurdle. I'm just going to go over the hurdle. And then I'm just going to go through the next hurdle. And I'm going to just go to the next hurdle. I'm going to tell you, if you just lock in on getting over the hurdles that you've already established, not what you want to do. Lock in what you need to do, not what you want to do. And make what you need to do your lifestyle. 
you'll look up and be, you'll find yourself way beyond what you wanted to do. But if you always are focusing on what you want to do, but you're not focusing on what you need to do, you'll find yourself so far away for what you really, really want to do. It seems like it, it's like a carrot. It just, it just keeps getting far away. We think what we need to do is an option and what we want to do is essential. No, what you need to do is essential. What you want to do is probably optional, depending on if you do what you need to do. Right? And so, so, but it's a process. It's worth it. These guys, man, I'm, I'm 40 years older than y'all. And I don't need you, like, laughing or nothing. Like, it ain't that funny. I'll throw something at you right now. But, 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 but it's true, though. I'm 40 years older than y'all. So that means I've been here in, in addition. Wow. <laughs> yeah, just to think about that. In additional 40 years, well, more than 40 for Harold. Were you 18? Yeah. So 40, I'm 40 years older than you. And sometimes you might find yourself walking around like, man, I made a mistake. It's over. You're 18. Are you kidding? Like, hey, let's say you made 25 mistakes up to this point. If you use half of the time that I've lived on this earth, you're still 38. You, yeah, he said one hurdle a year. <laughs> you, you're still 38. Look, wanting for nothing with a testimony of I messed up the first 18 years, but these last 20, I've been, I, I've been hurting them bad, boy. I've been hurting them bad. Right? So, like, because I watch people, they, you know, the one mistake in, in, in college, and they spend the rest of their life putting it in that pocket and carrying it around with them. When they could have just like, okay, I done blew that one. Now I'm going to reset myself. And, pe listen, people have careers, and when that career is over, they start from scratch and establish a whole nother career. Like, I, I'm talking about a whole not, no, you wouldn't even have known they were doing the other thing before. There's actors, you, don't, you, you wouldn't even know they were athletes. Phenomenal athletes. Like, like, there's people that didn't know Jim Brown was one of the greatest football players ever. He was an actor, too. I'm not saying he was the best actor in the world. But, you know, but there's people, <laughs> sorry about that, Jim. <laughs> My bad, dog. Dirty doesn't know it was good. I don't know why, why, they, why you had to die though so quick. <laughs> you had to die quick. <laughs> he was fast, though. Anyway, anyway, you have to see the movie. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Mrs. Martin, you know what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> right. But what I'm saying is, like, I watched these people reset their entire life, and you would never even know that they were doing what they was doing before. And, this, and they were successful at what they were doing. Yeah, so, so, so what are we doing? What are we doing out here? All right, so what did I tell you? Uh, 2 Corinthians 3, uh, verse 18. It says, but we all with open face beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image from glory, the state that we're in, to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. So that it's, 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 it's taking a step out of one level into another level, Right? So you find your greatness from the glory of God. So the, the more you press into God, the more you find your greatness. Look here at uh, Psalm 37. Psalm 37. If we embrace this, and actually if you go back, you'll see how the tutors and governors, the preparation is all these different teachings that God's been giving us up to this point. Even though it was, it was stretching us and we had to be patient, he was setting us up for some things. All right? I was talking to somebody today. Her husband's in the back there. And uh, uh, just talking about the momentum and how she's just overwhelmed. Like, everywhere she turns, stuff is happening. You know, she's in tears today. Like, I just feel like it's just so much. It's just so much. Right? But see, that's, that's how God rolls, you know? Just going through. And... The testimony is all the craziness, all the abuse, all the disconnect, family disconnect, all that stuff, uh, uh, cancers and all that, uh, being healed cancer twice, going through all that stuff. And, and 
she's on the phone talking to me and my wife today in tears. In tears, like, man, it's just so much. It's just overwhelming. But suppose she didn't endure. Suppose she wasn't patient. And is, I, there's quite a few people in here ain't never had cancer at all, let alone twice. And the, the, the abuse, the neglect, and God restored all that stuff. Great, good, great relationship with her mom. You see what I'm saying? So, so it's, it's, we, we, we stop like it's over because it's overwhelming. It ain't over. So uh, uh, Psalm, 20, uh, Psalm 37, verse 23, look. It says, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighted in his way. Him embracing the tutors and gov governors of the appointed time of the Father. Him going through uh, tribulation and then crossing over into patience and then crossing over into experience and then crossing over into hope. Like, like God delights in that person's way. It says the steps of a good man, not the jumps. It didn't say the jumps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. It says the steps, right? The evolving, the, the process to purpose, right? All right, let's go to uh, Philippians 3. God hasn't forgotten you. God is not unjust to forget your labor of love, is what the scripture says, right? And I, and I, I actually, I watched both of them that I was talking about the wife, but I watched the husband just, what, what I talked about earlier, not focusing on what they want, focusing on what they need to do. Like service, just being faithful in the kingdoms and another, not, not, not getting, because so, you know, I, I'll tell you this, like, so let's say you want, you want uh, I don't know, what's your favorite car? D that's your favorite car? All right, what's your favorite car? You got to watch, you got to watch you ask questions around here, boy. A Genesis G80. But let's say, like, if you didn't have the money right now to get a Genesis, you said, I don't. I was trying to be, you know think the best, you know what I'm saying? You know, you could have been getting it tomorrow. But so, but let's say every day all you focus on was the Genesis G80. You probably will never get it. But if you focused on seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, focus on kingdom work, disciplining yourself, preparing, disciplining yourself financially, because getting a Genesis G80 is not the end. You got there's maintenance involved. You said G80. You ain't say G70. G80 is actually the car with people riding the back and somebody driving. You know that's why they made that, right? Did y'all know that? They, 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 because I, I was looking at them, the guy says, well, you know, you can get a G80 if you want to, but, you know, this is for, you know, executives and different people that have people driving them around. <laughs> I just stepped on my glass. All right, so just so so the steps of a good man. What I tell you, Philippians three, right? Tanya said, "I'm still gonna get it, and honey, you'll be driving me around. <laughs> I'll be driving in the back now." Uh, Edward, uh, you can take me to Air's Christian Center Church today. Edward, Edward, pull the car around. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Philippians uh, 3. <laughs> Philippians 3. And says, shut up, Pastor. <laughs> All right, Philippians 3, uh, verse 12. Look, 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 this is great. It's, it says, not as though I had already attained. Either were already perfect, but I follow after that I may apprehend. I follow after if that I may apprehend that for which I am also apprehended of Christ Jesus. So God has a purpose. It's ultimately is really God's purpose. We just have a peace in his purpose, right? And so he says, he says, I don't operate as if I've already attained or already arrived because I have certain successes here. I'm constantly after 
what's after me. So my, my, my fulfillment is fulfilling what's apprehending me, not fulfilling what I want. I, my fulfillment is fulfilling what God's purposed me to do, right? It says, uh, look, 13. It says, brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind. He didn't say bad or good. He said forgetting things which are behind. So that means failures and successes, right? Because the failures hurt you bad. The successes hurt you worse because you get overconfident. Right? He says, look, he says, and re he says, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. Successes can hurt you worse. Let me make sure I be specific before somebody tweet me. Uh, can hurt you worse if you don't handle them right. Okay? Just uh, success. Uh, I, okay, I corrected it. You didn't have to get on me. <laughs> All right. So it says, verse 14. It says, I press toward the mark for the prize, look, look, of the high calling, right, of God in Christ Jesus. So it's a whole other level of operation. I'm evolving into purpose, but I'm constantly pressing, so I'm not settling for less than my design. I'm not settling for less than my purpose. I'm not settling for less than fulfillment. Successes ain't enough. I'm going to keep on pressing to fulfillment. So, yes, I may be doing more than them, but less than me. I may be better than them, but less than me. So I'm not comparing myself to them. I'm comparing myself to the design version of me, right? All right, so Mark chapter 4. Let's go over to Mark chapter 4. Young man said, amen, hallelujah. I was glad you taught this. I hope everybody's listening. Now, I was just in heaven a few years ago, and, you know, Everything he's telling you is the truth. <laughs> All right, so, so Mark 4, and we'll, 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 we'll start here at verse 26. And he says, so the kingdom of God is, is the kingdom of God as if a man should cast seed in the ground and should sleep and rise, look, night and day, and the seed should spring and grow up, he knoweth not how. See, so he's not even focused on how or why or when. He's just planting the seed, right? He's doing his part. He's doing what he needs to do, not focusing on what he wants, right? Verse 28, it says, for the earth bringeth forth fruit of herself, right? Produce, what's produced? It says, first the blade, then the ear, then that, uh, then after, uh, okay, then the ear, after that, the full corn in the ear. But when the fruit is brought forth, immediately he put it in the sickle because the harvest has come. So look, it's a process. Everything has a process. It didn't say they put the seed in and the corn came tomorrow. It went, matter of fact, if you plant anything and you sit there and look at it, it's going through its process. We're the only ones that try to skip the process. First the ear. Right? Look right here. It says, look. It says, first the blade, then the ear. After that, full corn in the ear. So, again, we got to go through our process. Right? We got to go through our tribulation. We got to go through our experience. Right? Well, we got to go through our patience, then we got to go through our experience, just like this process is breaking it down. Right? I, so, so I, I was talking to my brother one day, and he was, he, and, and he made this comment. I just, people can make comments. I just be listening, and, and as the shirt says, it's gonna be weaved into a sermon, right? And uh, my brother said, so I think I, we was talking about just changing, and I was like, you know, you know, because I, I, when I'm around my family, I just try to share why, because what I understand is everybody doesn't understand why. They, they may see certain things, but it's like, so why did he do this? Or why is he this way? I notice he don't do that no more. And sometimes people take it personally, but it's not personal. It's just once I, I came to God, he showed me what I was purposed to do, but that was just a glimpse. What he spent most of his time showing me is what I needed to do. And so some of the things I needed to do 
pulled me away from the things that I had always done. And for some people, that it made them uncomfortable because it might not have been best, but it was comfortable. So me and my brother's having this conversation. And he said, he said, well, hey, even a snake has to shed his skin. Right? And so when he made the statement, you know, I, I mean, he wasn't trying to, uh, man, I broke the glasses. Uh, he wasn't trying to uh, teach no deep revelation or nothing, but, but I wrote it down. <laughs> like, I don't be playing around. So, of course, <laughs> snakes go through a process when they're shedding. So, 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 <laughs> and the interesting thing about their skin is it's not stretchy. You probably don't even realize it. It's not stretchy. So in order to make room for any new growth, they must cast off the old skin and start, start new. Listen, they can't hold on to the old skin. They, 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 the only way they can, they, they can grow is they got to let go of the old skin. And, and, and guess what? You know how we try to be, uh, uh, massage what we want to do? They can't do that. They got to get rid of all the skin. The, the whole thing, that's why you, you, you can see, you know, if you, you know, we're in the country now, you can see, like, snakeskin. <laughs> you know, not, I'm not talking about for the shoes, but you know, <laughs> right? And this is the other thing. This, this is another uh, 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 valuable reason why they need to shed the skin. Because snakes, uh, 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 the skin attracts a lot of parasites. And so the way they remove the parasites is when they shed the skin. Did, did, you, did you get that? So, so it attracts a lot of parasites. And the way they get rid of the parasites, they got to shed the old. See, we be trying to hold on to the old. <laughs> Let it go, man. Let it go. Let it go. Right? And see, see that the shedding means to pour forth. Um, you know, I, I think of this like, like we all have to evolve or embrace our, our process. And one of the things we're going to have to get rid of is excuses. I know, I don't know, it's Felipe or, or Lewis. I think it was Lewis because, you know, again, I pledged fraternity and, and every time we made an excuse, I don't care what the excuse was. Like, they weren't even entertaining the excuse. Like, like I, would, I would show, and that was my, you know, that's, I took on that role. I was like, okay, we get into any situation, I'm just going to quick come up with something. And as soon as I would come up with something, give me excuses. I didn't get it. Okay, so we're going to use a quicksand again. So basically, we're in quicksand. We're pledging. I'm, I'm about to explain how we got in this quicksand because we're about to get paddled for being in the quicksand. So, I, hey, excuse me, big brother. This, give me excuses. I'm like, no, no, I don't want to give you excuses. I just want you to hear the excuse. Excuses are the tools of the weak and incompetent, which build monuments of nothingness. And those who specialize in them are seldom capable of accomplishing anything else. I, why do I know that? Because I had to say it all the time. Why would I have to say it all the time? <laughs> well, that, well, one reason I didn't want to get the wood, but, but the, the number one reason is I was being trained. There is no excuse. Let me repeat that. I was being trained that there's no excuse. I was being trained that there's no excuse. And uh, uh, the Phillips translation says excuses are, I got this from, I think, Felipe or Lewis, guy talk, invented reasons. The, the excuses are invented reasons. They ain't good reasons. They ain't reasons. They're invented reasons. I just came up with something to justify not letting go that which is eating me like parasites. Right? All right, so 2 Corinthians 5. 2 Corinthians 5. <laughs> I 
We're talking about evolving purpose. So, yes, we have a purpose, but we have to evolve into it. And we can't skip the tutors and governors process of getting to it. All right, so 2 Corinthians 5, verse 17. It says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, inside Christ, he is a new creature, right? So we totally get to a place where we're totally submerged in Christ, we're new creatures. But, but after the colon, it says this, old things are passed away. Past is a process. Behold, all things will, look, become new. So when it says if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature, in front of a colon, it's saying this is the goal. When you hear something in front of the colon, it's saying ultimately this is the goal. When you have a colon, it's saying, but let me break down the process of getting to what I just said. And he says, old things are passed away is a part of the process. Behold, all things become new. So he said, it's almost like somebody said, hey, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Man, I mean, I'm just not. So today, today, oh, oh, oh let me explain. Old things are going to be passed away. Behold, when they passed away, all things will become new. So how do we skip passing away the old things as a daily practice, remember, sustained steps. Not jumps, not leaps, sustained. So every day, we should be passing away old. Well, the scripture says what? Put off the old man and his deeds. We come up with invented reasons to operate in the old man. To do what we've been doing even though we don't like the results. I said we, you know, all of us have done it, right? And, and so God is saying, we've talked about sober sight, the blind eye, uh, uh, crucial and unpopular decisions, um, something else. It's, it's, what was it? I said sober sight, but what's the... What's the Oh, miracle DNA, that's why I was looking for that one, right? We talked about all these different things. Well, we talked about more than that. Being unshakable, uh, 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 you know, damaged thrones. Like, we talk about all these things, and it's, uh, it's, it's, it's tutors and governors preparing us for what we really want. God has very few people in purpose. He has people touching it. Tasting it. He has people running from it. He has people falling from it. He has people questioning why they got to do it. He has very few people on purpose. Because we've gotten so uh, manipulated. Because I don't think people don't want to be on purpose. We've settled for things that make us shiny in our, in our few cluster of, of, of people around us. That's not letting your light shine. And God's designed to use you in the world. And you styling and profiling in front of a, the few cluster. I'm not putting no one down. I'm saying we've been tricked to do that. God has so much more. It's an evolving purpose. He is not done. He is not finished. He has not forgotten. The scripture says, having a readiness to avenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. And I get it. There's stuff that you say, well, I'm good with just this. You, and that, when you make that statement over it crosses your mind, could you ask yourself this question? Is God good with just that? Because that's why he sent his son to die for you. Right? Because some things we're doing we could do without Christ dying. Right? So, 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 we got to watch. As he, we want to start back evolving. So, this is a, 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 a what do you want to say, a, a catalyst or, or a, an, an exhortation or, or was it electric shock? Yeah, we're being a, a, a shocked back into evolving. So we got to challenge ourselves not to live in places we were designed to learn in. See, there's certain places we're designed to learn, not live there. 
We're visiting. We're learning there. We're not supposed to live there. Remember, children of Israel stayed uh, in that wilderness too long. And I heard somebody, somebody was talking about that. They were reading through it, and they, they mentioned it. It was talking to me and my wife, and they said, think about it. Children of Israel, even when they, even when, uh, if you look at it, so they came from wherever they was at. <laughs> and remember, okay, Joseph was with Pharaoh. Then he ended up being prime minister. He brought his family, remember? And I believe they gave him Goshen, you know, for their sheep. So when they just gave him the land of Goshen, they start blowing up. But that, that was an opportunity for them to now fulfill purpose. But they chilling based on, for lack of better words, on Joseph's dying. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Joseph went through all the evolving process to fulfill purpose. He put them in a position so they could follow his lead and do the same thing. Not be chilling. And what, they stayed so long, they ended up in bondage. And that's what happens to us. You know, we, 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 we slide ourselves into these, these places that are not purposed. And we come up with invented, re, invented reasons to stay there. And we stay there so long, it converts into bondage. Right? So we, so, we, so we have to watch that. Let's start back uh, evolving. So, so we're going to end there. Uh, we'll, we'll, kick in, we'll kick back into this next week. We'll talk about uh, uh, pressing passion and pleasure.